The call on the ice stands. We got a goal. I'm loving these kids. I want to adopt them. How's that? I want to clean them up and raise them as my own. Oh, beauty, go. It's What's up, Squid Squad? And you're listening to the Squid Pod. I'm Dan Morse. This is my brother, Jeremy. How's it going, eh? As always, we'll be coming to you every other week. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And for more updates, follow us on Twitter at the Squid Pod. First of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2021. Jeremy, how you doing? How was your New Year? Uh, New Year was good, man. New Year was real good. How about you? Oh, pretty good, man. I actually stayed up until midnight this year. I'm pretty proud of myself for that one. Right on. We got the we got the tree thrown out on New Year's Eve this year, so we were uh, we were on top of it this year. Um, I gotta I got I gotta bring something up though. I got a bone to pick with you right off the bat. Oh, what's that? So on the last on the last pod, if you recall. You asked me a question. Um, I think you asked me how I could be so bad at fantasy football or how how I could suck so much. I don't, it was something along those lines, right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. So just for just to clarify for the listeners out there, I play in two fantasy football leagues, one with my family. I lost my brother in the semifinals. I, I won the third place game quite handily, so I finished in third. In my other league, I won a couple hundred bucks. I won it. Um so I finished first and third, so I would say I'm not that bad. How did you do against our, our mother in, in the fantasy championship in the family league? Okay, well first of all, at least I made the championship game, alright? So Yeah, I won I won my other league. I don't care about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I so lost I, to mom. Whatever. Hey, quit dodging the question. <laughs> Who how did it you lost to mom? I lost to mom. Score? I don't remember. She beat me before winning that football, that's all I know. I, I have I have it pulled up here and I see one forty three to one eleven. One forty three to one eleven for the listeners out there. It's half point PPR. It's not full point, just so you guys know. <laughs> one eleven isn't bad. Look, how many times have you won this league? You know what? How many, I, I won huh? it the same amount of times as you this year. <laughs> and I wow. do have a trophy to show for it in my other league and, and some money on top of it. So I just wanted to clarify that I, do, I don't suck at fantasy football. And uh, congratula- mm-hmm. congratulations, Mom. Way to go on, on winning the championship. And uh, yes, yes, congrats, Mom. <laughs> to, uh, to, to your point, I think you, uh, you, Mom, and Dad have all won it. This is Mom's second time. Uh, uh-huh. Dad's won it, and I think you've won three times. Um, so yes, I, right. I am pretty. I am pretty frustrated that I have not uh, claimed claimed the family league throne yet. You're the black sheep of the family, dude. I I, <laughs> I tell you, I would give back the 200 bucks in my other league for the, <laughs> the, the family league trophy in a heartbeat. Uh, anyway, have you been watching the World Juniors? Oh yeah, man. They got a game on like every every three hours. There's a new game on. Uh, and if you have NHL Network or if you're in Canada, TSN, Sportsnet. Uh, but yeah, man, I've had the games on all weekend. It's been great for the holiday weekend, just having it on in the background. You can do other things at the same time, and just uh, it's really good hockey. You been watching? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, and it's it's been in uh, it's been in Canada. It's not like in sometimes it's in Europe, so sometimes you get weird times. But uh, no, it's been on perfect times. It's been on middle of the day all through the evening. Uh, not too early, not too late. I've been watching as much as I can. I've been keeping up on the U.S. and Canada. Uh, they and they look they look pretty good. They they look like the two best teams so far. 
Yeah, the U.S. has surprised me. They they look really good, man. Uh, Trevor Zegers looks in- incredible. He's he, he's carrying that team as far as I'm concerned, man. That guy, he's gonna be good. He's the he's a, a Ducks prospect, right? He's drafted by the Ducks. He is a Ducks prospect, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up this year. If he's in, you know, with no with no, uh, you know, major junior hockey, no, not really happening and not seeming likely to happen. You know, will he be in the minors? He maybe he'll play on the Ducks this year. Maybe and. We'll get to see him uh, for the foreseeable future, which kind of sucks because he'll be playing in the Kraken's division. Um, yeah, so he looks like he's got got some talent. Yeah, he he's been on the U.S. team the last couple of years for the World Juniors, and he is a, he is a very he's he's a quality player. He's a, he reminds me a little bit of Matt Barzell from but a left-handed one. He's uh he's not quite the you know elite. I mean, Matt Barzell's the, one of the best skaters in the league as far as just pure skating ability so he's elitist in, in that aspect um and but but Zegris he's got the he's always looking to pass first and he's got great hands that's where he reminds me of Barzell a little bit from the left side um but he's been uh, he's been great and yeah he's he's gonna be on the Ducks so that'll be a little frustrating for the Kraken to uh, have to deal with him four to five times every season um the big the big news though the first so they all play one exhibition game before the tournament starts and in that exhibition game Team Canada uh, Kirby Doc who was the second overall pick for the Chicago Blackhawks last year and played is playing for the Blackhawks currently was planning on playing for them this year until he he broke his arm. Yeah man he's out he's he's basically going to miss the whole year right? Did they say was it 5 months? 4 to 5 yeah, months? 4 to 5 months is what I saw he he needed surgery on it. It was kind of a fluky play. Did you see it? I didn't see it. I haven't watched it yet. I don't. I, I don't like to look up injuries. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just kind of a weird thing. He's skating, uh, just kind of back across the. He's just skating across the ice, and it was more of an incidental contact with the guy. And he he sees him coming at the last second, and he puts his arm up to sort of brace him, but to protect himself from the hit. And they just kind of bump each other, and all of a sudden he looks at the bench and holds his arm up right away, like uh, he like he knew right away. It was uh, it's really unfortunate. He uh, he played for. For the Saskatoon Blades in the WHL, he's he, he's 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 a he's up and comer. He's a bright young talent. He's a good kid. So uh, tough to see that one. Yeah, that one sucks. Uh, we're uh, so we're we're down to the final four now. We, uh, we, we both made some predictions last last episode. Uh, we both had Canada, Sweden, and Finland in the finals. Sweden got knocked out by Finland this weekend. A uh, bit of an upset. Really close game, man. Finland took the lead with twenty three seconds left. On a wraparound, that was that was a fun game to watch. That game was fun. Sweden jumped out to a two nothing lead in the first. There was a between the legs goal. Uh, yeah, there was it was a fun between, between the legs goal from like a six seven guy. It was awesome. You don't uh, see big don't, guys do that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't see big guys with soft hands very often at all like that. So um, it was it was fun to see that. But Sweden jumped out to a two nothing lead. Finland looked like they scored two quick goals after their first one. They scored yep. again right after, but that one actually got called back for offsides, um, which was a good call. The defense made the move with the blue line. He didn't quite gain the line, but um, Finland got another one in the third, and then, yeah, late with 20 seconds left, they took the lead. So uh, Sweden is knocked out, which a uh, bit of a surprise, but, um, yeah, we both had him. I had him winning bronze. You had him winning losing the losing the gold medal game to Canada. Um, I feel pretty good about my, my prediction. I have uh, Canada and U.S. in the final, and, you know, U.S. is, you know, surprisingly to some, looked looked really, really dominant at times. Yeah, and the, so this this weekend's matchups, is, it's the U.S. versus Finland, right? And Canada versus Russia. Do I have that right? Yeah, U.S., Finland, Canada, Russia. That's correct. Right. So if U.S. and Canada play, it's going to be in the finals. So you, you probably got that one, that one right. Uh, but Finland just showed they're not going to be an easy knockout with that upset over over Sweden. 
Yeah, Finland's definitely going to be a tough out. We both have them losing the bronze medal game coming in fourth there. You have them losing to Russia, so um, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. When this pod comes out, you guys will already know the answers to this. They they play uh, before we they're, – they're, they're playing after we, we did this podcast, but um, it'll be when, – when it comes up, the games will happen the night before, so we'll know the answer. Um, but uh, I, I feel pretty confident in Canada-U.S. It looks like Canada's going to be tough to beat for anybody. We both have them winning gold, and I still feel pretty – pretty good about that but you know i like us us's chances if they do make it to the final they've looked really strong um they set a they set a, a world junior record for over 200 minutes without allowing a goal they went like over 10 periods Jeez, that's insane yeah and uh and the goal they let in was an empty net goal i saw it was like 240 minutes without a goalie in net they went it was it was something crazy so Jeez. um you know you're gonna need to stop that powerful canada offense they they scored 16 goals in a game against <laughs> Germany, so um, it's been it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to get competitive hockey back on, though. Most importantly, it's just been fun to have that on TV again. Yeah, it's exciting to see some competitive hockey while we still wait for the NHL, which is coming up here in uh, just a, just a little over a week, January 13th. We got the NHL coming back, and if you're following the Seattle Kraken, they posted a great little calendar on Twitter where they've got all the key dates for the NHL season coming up, the regular season start, the trade deadline, last day of the season, the finals, and a bunch of stuff about the expansion list. Did you see this? Yeah, the the tweet they posted with all the dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, and I got so excited when I saw it. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. according according to them, they got the, the last, last possible day of the Stanley Cup final as July 9th, which I see it's probably going, going to go to about then, maybe a little earlier. Uh, but not much. And then the deadline for the expansion protection list from each team is going to be July 17th. So that's probably less than basically a week after uh, after the Stanley Cup finals, the Stanley Cup is awarded. And then we got the expansion draft on the 21st, and we'll actually have a roster. Yeah, we'll be doing a, we'll be doing an emergency podcast or a live stream of that for everybody because that's going to be the. Oh, the, yeah. the, the biggest the biggest day in franchise history for sure to that point mm-hmm. um so we'll run you through it real quick so currently training camps are opening up they opened up on new year's yep. eve for all the teams that weren't invited to the bubble they gave them a couple days extra um the teams that did make the bubble came in um they're coming in i think on the third and fourth so everyone's in camp now everyone's going through covid protocols they're going through quarantine protocols they're coming from all over to get to their cities um and then on january 13th the regular season kicks off uh, they got the, the trade deadline penciled in for April 12th. May 8th will be the last day of the regular season. They're playing a shortened season. Normally they play 82 games. It'll be 56 games this season. Uh, three days later, on May 11th, the Stanley Cup playoffs will begin. Um, and then, yeah, my brother called has, has pointed out, July 9th is the last possible day of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, we got the 17th for the protection list. And then the 21st, we'll find out our team. And then on the 23rd, the Kraken will make their first ever draft pick in the entry draft because it'll be two days after the expansion draft. Yeah, man, that's going to be great. And the lowest possible – so they'll have a draft lottery. That usually happens – is right before the finals. They'll do that in, during the playoffs, right? They do it at some point during the playoffs. Um, I want to say they usually do it in like the second or third round because they're only doing all the – they're only picking the order of the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Right, yeah. If you didn't make the playoffs, you're entered into a lottery system uh, with the, you know, the lowest, the worst team in the league by by record will get the highest odds of getting the first overall pick. The lowest you can drop is three spots from like where you're in, right? So this the Kraken will have the third highest odds to get the first overall pick, and the lowest possible they can pick is number six. 
I believe that is correct. And, um, you know, they're going to get a, a quality young player right away in the organization. If you're not familiar with hockey drafts, though, that quality young player might not make the NHL for two, three years. Uh, just the development process. They pick these kids when they're 18, 19 years old. They need some seasoning in the AHL, the minor leagues, generally, uh, except for the, the top, top prospects. So we might not see their first pick in the NHL like their first season, but it, it should still be exciting. That's somebody you're, you're likely you want to see in the next two, two, three years should come up. Yeah, definitely. For for reference, uh, Vegas picked Cody Glass from the Portland Winterhawks was their uh, first pick in franchise history. Um, I think six overall because um, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't win a lottery pick, but. Um, and he he just started making his uh, his first appearances with the team last year. Uh, so to my brother's point, you know, sometimes you know the first overall picks good enough to do it. Sometimes the one and two overall picks. Um, it's really though outside of that, you know, it, it usually takes a few years. Uh, Matt Barzell went in the middle of the first round, and he ended up coming back for three more seasons for the Thunderbirds. And now you know he's he's an NHL superstar who is actually an interesting story. You know, he may be signed when the podcast gets released, but at this point. As of us talking right now, he's he's a restricted free agent. Still, he's in he's in Long he's on Long Island from what I've heard in quarantining, but he's not signed, right? No, he is not signed as of right now. Uh, they they haven't come to an agreement. He's like he said, like you said, he's a restricted free agent, which means he can't negotiate with every team in the NHL. He can only negotiate with the Islanders. But um, you know, if they can't come to an agreement, I don't really know what happens. I'm kind of expecting them to reach some sort of agreement, like. On the twelfth, right? The season starts on the thirteenth, and then he just right. comes back last minute. Uh, but right now, it's, it's up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen with him. He's a stud. What do you? What can you tell? You probably know more about this than me. Do you know? Do you understand the offer sheets? A bit, yeah. So let, let, let the listeners know. Break break those down. Let's do some impromptu squid words. Uh, what's an offer sheet? There you go. So for a a draft pick who's coming up for his his second contract, right? You sign your entry level contract. Then after that expires, you're a restricted free agent, which means you get to negotiate with your own team. Another team can give you an offer sheet. So there's an example last year. Sebastian Ajo was given an offer sheet by the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens basically offered him a contract. They said, we'll sign you. And if Ajo accepted that, and the Hurricanes are given a chance to match that. So if somebody were to offer sheet Matt Barzell, the Islanders would be given a chance to match that same exact contract, and he'd be you know forced to sign it basically um if they said no we aren't going to sign that like that's too much for us the other team would get to sign matt barzell and then they'd also have to compensate the islanders with draft draft picks and the draft picks they give them uh, are based on the contract he signs so if he signs like a nine million dollar deal with a different team on an offer sheet that the islanders don't want to match then that other team will have to give the islanders like like three first round picks or something because that's a really big contract uh, but that all comes down to what the contract is. It can be a first-round pick. It can be a first and a second. It could just be like a third. Uh, yeah, it's just based on how big the contract is. Gotcha. Um, and the Islanders, they had, they're they paying a lot of guys right now, and they re-signed J.G. Yeah. Paggio when they traded for him last year. So they, they have a lot of salaries on the books, so it's going to be interesting to see um, you know, they're, they're a prime target for a very talented player for, for letting walk to the Kraken just for salary cap reasons um, next year. You know, they could be, you know, Josh Bailey, Jordan Eberle, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's there's some good players that you would think would probably be protected, but at the same time, with everyone they got to pay, it's it's going to be interesting to see who we end up getting from that team. Yeah, and a flat salary cap too. It's not gonna it's not gonna go up, which means you know those, those salaries are gonna they're gonna hurt them more in the coming year than maybe they were anticipating. Yeah. Yeah, nobody yeah. was uh, nobody was anticipating that. That's for sure. Um, so with the schedule coming out, we we talked about there being fifty six games. Um, they also released the schedule for every team. Uh, so without the Kraken, obviously, there's no schedule for us to really specifically dive into. But the big thing that jumped out with is um, with with you know COVID protocols, they're trying to minimize travel as much as possible. So they're only playing within their own divisions. They've adjusted the divisions, like we mentioned um, on, on previous pods. So. They're also going to play, it looks like, most of their games, like two or three games at a time against the same opponent. Uh, they're going to go into a town and play, you know, two games in three nights, and that way they won't have to travel back and forth as much. Is that That's kind of how it looked to me. Yeah, it's like it's like a baseball series. A little you know, you bit, go, right? Play, yeah, you go play a three-game series against someone. There's a lot of two-game ones here. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's, a, it's like a baseball schedule. Yeah, it's, it's going to be... A, definitely going to be weird. It's going to be weird, but... As far as hockey goes, it's going to create. Um, I think it'll create a lot of uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun uh, rivalry type. It'll feel like some rivalry games that maybe aren't traditional rivals going head to head with teams just playing twice in a couple nights. You know, you go against the same guys, and typically, when you're playing, the home team's going to match up the same lines on the same lines, and so you're you're not playing a whole team. Like if you're, if you're a guy, you're playing the same guys over and over again, every time you're on the ice for the most part. So uh, playing them twice in a row or three times in a row, um, a lot of reasons playoff series tend to get so intense because they're playing over and over again. So I'm curious to see how that dynamic will, uh, will translate to these regular season matchups of them playing that many, that many games consecutively. Yeah, it should be fun. Usually they got a couple of weeks before they got to play a team again to sort of forget about, you know, a, a hit they thought was dirty or something that didn't get called. Uh, now they're only gonna have one night, and be right back at it. And no games in between. They're gonna they're gonna remember that. There's gonna be a little more animosity in in the second game. A lot of of a lot of these series. Exactly. If if last year when all that stuff happened in the Battle of Alberta with uh, with Cassian and Tuchuk, if all that stuff happened, and then they were gonna play again two days later, and they all were just still in town, and like yeah, that would have been. I mean, it was already wild enough when they played a couple weeks later. But imagine if they had played just two days later. You know. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if the NHL is going to give out like more one game suspensions because of it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised about that if there's a hit that's kind of borderline questionable. Eh, just give them a game just to be safe. Yeah, let them back in when they play the next team. That that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Also, so with the new season, um, they released all the rules, which every year, you know, sometimes there's not much of much to change. Uh, this year, not really much was changed as far as rules goes, except for there was one one big change. Um, one of the first, I think it might have been the very first pod, one of our Squidwards was teaching everyone about offsides and making sure they know how that works. Um, but they've updated the offside rule. Yes, finally. It's going to make the offsides challenge so much better. So the old offsides rule, you could not like you had to have one body part behind the blue line before the puck crossed the blue line uh typically that was a skate but if your skate came up off the ice it wasn't considered you know behind the blue line so a lot of the times you'd see a team challenge a goal and say somebody was offsides when they were entering the zone and you'd go back and you'd look at the camera angle and you're trying to decide if their skate is an inch above the ice or if it's touching even though it was clearly on the blue line so he shouldn't have been offsides now that blue line uh travels vertically it goes up 
so it, it's a it's a plane so as long as your skate is above the blue line doesn't even have to be touching the ice you're considered onside yeah it's a it's a good change for sure i first time i was brought up to me i thought no that's dumb put your skate on the ice but you know to your point since they've started allowing challenges of offsides calls sometimes it is very very frustrating when a player's skate just barely comes off the ice and that's what they're looking at and it's like come on that's that you know you give them He's on side. Come on now. Let's let's yeah. not be ridiculous. But it is also I was curious when I looked it up. It, it, it is still the skate though. The skate still has to be what well, is on skate side. specifically. It still is the skate okay. because that's what would be on the ice because I was curious. So I was like, you know, are you going to see guys like sometimes the puck comes out of the zone and everyone has to tag up? Are you going to see guys like diving head first <laughs> and reaching with their stick to get I was like at what, at what point are they on side? And the way I interpreted reading the rule is it looks like it's still your skate which I think makes the rule that's perfect way to do it because you're still then you can't have guys you know taking advantage by doing weird things like going on side and maybe reaching their glove behind their back or something you know to get a head start like you know I, I i don't know some kind of weird stuff so it is still the skate but it can be off the ice which will help more goals stand when as far as you know when, when offside challenges go which is we all want to see more goals i like goals yeah they're fun that's the funnest part yeah yeah yeah. Um, what else, what, what what's some uh, what's some other storylines for people to, to pay attention to? I saw Chara. Did you see Chara? Chara signed with the Caps, division Big rival Z. this year. Chara Big was Z is out of Boston. Zdeno Chara spent the last fourteen seasons with the Boston Bruins. We previously talked about him. He spent some time in the WHL with the Prince George Cougars, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's the Fought big Paul Ferone. That's right. <laughs> Zdeno Chara is the big six foot nine captain of the Boston Bruins forever. And now he signed on a veteran minimum contract with the Washington Capitals, who will be playing the Bruins eight times this year as they've been moved into the same division. So that should that should be a pretty fun storyline to watch. He's, four, what is he, 42 years old now? I think 42 or 43. Yeah, I don't know if he turns 43 or if he's already 43. But yeah, that's uh, I, I can't wait for the first time he's killing a penalty and Boston's on a power play and Brad Marchant goes to the front of the net. And... Uh, <laughs> And Big Char is there to clear him out. I'm I'm looking forward to that. That should be really satisfying. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. He's yeah. gonna look weird. He's gonna look weird though in a Caps jersey. That's for sure. It's uh he signed for a minimum deal. I was kind of surprised Boston let him go, especially they lost uh, one of their other uh you know quality young defensemen in Tory Krug. He signed with the St. Louis Blues on a on a five year deal. Um, so he he is out as well as Chara. So it's two good two of their top four defensemen Boston has lost. So they you know they have Charlie McAvoy who they really like, and I don't blame them. He's definitely one of the one of the premier up and coming defensemen in the whole in the whole league, but. Um, that said, Char signed on a, on a minimum deal for one year. You know, Boston last year was, you know, the President's Trophy winners on a shortened season. I would think they would still be in position to make a run at a cup. I would, you know, think Chara as the captain would, you know, bring bring some value. I was very surprised they let him walk. I was shocked, yeah. It's weird, and I'm excited to see it. Very excited. It's going to be a fun, fun storyline to watch. Um, other frustrating what? some other ones are a little more frustrating. Uh, you know, Kirby Doc, we talked about being out with a broken arm on the Blackhawks. The mm -hmm. captain of the Blackhawks, Jonathan Tays, three-time Stanley Cup champion. Um, he's out indefinitely with an undisclosed illness. They say, and now they're saying it's not related to COVID-19 at all. So that's, that, that's, that's good news. But he, uh, he said he's been feeling lethargic. He's been feeling apathetic. He's has, he's has, he's been feeling a little, Sounds like he's just been tired and he he doesn't feel himself. So um, they've been. Have you heard anything else about it? 
No, they they've kept it pretty quiet. We don't know exactly what's wrong with him, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be back. He's definitely not going to be back at the beginning of the season, and who knows really if he'll come back at all this year. Um, I I really hope his health isn't that bad. I hope he can you know get this all figured out and get back to full health because man, he's a he's a great player. He's the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks, Stanley Cup champion. He he makes that team better like, by a lot, and yeah. it sucks that he's not going to be there. Yeah, you never want to see the premier players like that. Like it's just, or any, I mean, any player like that, especially in yeah. a situation like that, you don't want to see someone with, you know, having to go through a bunch of tests. You know, we talked about Henrik Lundqvist in the last one. He said have open heart surgery. He announced. So I mean, you know, we're we're hoping for all these guys. You know, our thoughts are, are with everybody. Um, you know, especially yeah, with with Taze. So hopefully he's able to. There's no return date set yet. Hopefully they can get it figured out. Hopefully he plays this year and. Um, you know, it's a storyline that, that that doesn't become a big deal. But if he's out for, you know, a long extended period of time, we, we hope everything's all right with him. Um, also, Nikita, Nikita Kucherov on the Lightning, he's out for the whole season. Is that right? The, the regular season, yeah. He could come back possibly in the playoffs. I think it was, he had surgery. I believe it was a hip surgery. I don't remember for sure. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, he had surgery. He's out for the entire 56-game regular season. Uh, he's their best player. And he he's not there, and they already have been dealing with Steven Samkos, their captain, being out for basically all of last year. He made an appearance in a playoff game, finally got a Stanley Cup, and he's was the best player until Kucherov came in. Uh, and now Kucherov's out. Tampa Bay's still a stacked roster. They're still maybe not the best team in the league now, but I mean, I, I wouldn't argue with you if you say they are. But losing your best player, that that's gonna hurt, man. Yeah. Luckily, they, they'll probably be getting Steven Samkos back, their captain, who's also one of their best players. You know, so, you know, it kind of, you know, to your Swap point, for they Kucherov Stamkos. Is... They'll still be one of the best, they'll still be one of the best teams, but it's one of those situations where it's just unfortunate. Yeah, it looks like someone said he got a, he got some sort of hip shot. There's not a lot of details. It's pretty, it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty shady situation. It seems like yeah. they don't really, they have We really don't get a lot said, of details in hockey injuries. Yeah, it's Upper body or lower body is, is it's a lot of, uh, it. it's a, we get a little bit of a uh, little varsity blues type Bud Kilmer shots. Bud there. Kilmer I, stuff, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't know what's going on, but um, hopefully it's nothing too serious. And hopefully, you know, if they, make the playoffs as everyone expects him to again. Um, you know, he'll be able to come back and help him help him make a run there. That's a scary thought thinking of Tampa Bay like still win- like winning the President's Trophy and then getting Nikita Kucherov back for the playoffs. Yeah. That's that's hey, prime repeating material right there. Hey, last year the sort I mean, in the bubble everybody kept saying like, "Oh, Tampa Bay still has Stamkos that might come back." Like every round yeah. they were like, "Oh, Stamkos <laughs> isn't on the roster yet." And then he was on the roster and he played like one shift and five minutes, something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, it'll be. It would just be. Yeah, they're uh, they're always going to be a scary team for for the next, at least for the next couple of years. So yeah. going into the season, when the next podcast kicks off, it's two weeks from now. The season's on January thirteenth. I think we will uh, we'll have games to talk about, right? Yeah, we're gonna have games. The season's gonna be started. So with that in mind, I think we need to it's time we need to make some picks for the year. I think if we're going to do a podcast, I think we have to put ourselves out there, don't we? Yeah, we let's let's put it down on record. All right. Um, what division we we'll, uh, start with? Well, let's start. Let's uh, let's work our way. Uh, let's work our way west to east. Let's start with uh, let's start with with our division. I mean, it's where Seattle would be. Let's start with the West Division. Who uh, who do you, let's let's do let's do playoffs and let's see let's let's see who we think's going to be in the gutter. Who's going to be the last place team? Because I want to see if one of us if one of us is. Bold enough to put a last place team that's going to end up being a playoff team. Who do you got in the West, which to be 
the four playoff teams and the last place team. All right. So uh, if you don't know, each division, the top four teams make the playoffs this year. So we're just going to pick four from each division here. Uh, in the West, I feel like it's really top-heavy with the top three teams. St. Louis, Colorado, and the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't see a season where one of them doesn't make the playoffs. They should all be, in my mind, pretty far and away the best three teams in the division. This is going to be one of the toughest seasons for Vegas so far. The West hasn't been super great these last couple of years, so they've been able to dominate pretty well. Now they got to deal with St. Louis in there. Uh, so, so that'll be a, that'll be a challenge. Colorado used to be bad, and all of a sudden they're just a powerhouse now. So, um, I've got the Blues, Stanley Cup champions from two years ago, uh, and then the Avalanche. I I probably lean towards Colorado, like taking this division. Those Colorado are my, winning the division. Yeah, yeah. Those are gonna be my top three. There's gonna be a fourth playoff team. I don't think I'm going to take one of the California teams. I'm going to go with the Arizona Coyotes as my fourth playoff team. Bit of a wild card. I like Darcy Kemper. He's a good goalie. You know, um, I think they'll be able to ride some talent and nab that last that fourth playoff spot. I don't think they're going to get out of the first round of the playoffs. I don't think any of the te- the fourth team is going to get out of the first round of the playoffs in this one. But I'm I'm going to give it to Arizona there. Okay, so Arizona's fourth team. So who's who's winning the division? You got Colorado winning the division. I got Colorado winning. Okay. We'll take Colorado, yeah. Okay. Um, and then who who do you got coming in last place out west? So the other teams I got are the three California teams, the Ducks, the Kings, the Sharks, and then the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are always just in the middle of the pack. They're not going to be last, but they're not going to win the division, so not they're out. Ducks, Kings, Sharks, it's tough to say. I think I'm going to go with the Kings. They're going to okay. be bottom of the barrel this year. They did have a, a pretty good draft, pretty high draft pick this year. I think they picked second, right? But it I'm gonna is, I'm gonna plop them at the bottom. It's Drew Doughty spite season too, you know. It is Drew Doughty's <laughs> talking a lot of gra- people. People have been talking Drew Doughty down, former Norris Trophy winner and defenseman. And I think that the I think that the people are right, and Drew Doughty's not very good. So he's got a lot of motivation though. You never know. Maybe he comes back, makes an yeah. All Star game, he makes me look like an idiot. Like I am, but uh, no, I'm I'm gonna put the Kings at the bottom. <laughs> I'm gonna say Drew Doughty does not have a very good year. My favorite thing about Drew Doughty is how much of a hockey player he looks like. Oh my god, yeah, he's <laughs> like an ultimate hockey player look about him, man. Missing yeah, teeth, go- the hair, just yeah. Google image search Drew Doughty out there if you don't know what he looks like, and uh, you'll know exactly you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, all, all right, right. which I like. I like I like those picks. Those are those are those are solid picks. I think you're you're right on the head. Colorado, St. Louis, Vegas. Those are going to be those are the three. Those are the three for sure. I think St. Louis mm-hmm. is going to come in third out of those three. I think it's going to come down to Colorado and Vegas uh, battling for the top. Um, I'd agree with that. And, and ultimately. Uh, I mean, Colorado is a fun team. They score a lot of goals. That's what happened last year and how they lost to Dallas. I, I like Colorado. Uh, I like Colorado at the top as well. I like Vegas second and then St. Louis third. That fourth team could be anybody. It could be one of those California teams that decides to take a yeah. step forward this year. Um, Arizona, like you said, they kind of are up and down. One year it seems like they're a team on the rise. The next year it seems like they need to rebuild. So you never really know. Um, I definitely don't think you're in You're in the wrong I definitely don't think you're in the wrong there. Uh, that said, to your other point, Minnesota always kind of middling in the middle. 
I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go that this is this is this is their spot to to jump in and take. Oh yeah. Minnesota's going to come over from the central and I think they're going to they're going to take that spot. Minnesota bottoming out. Oh no, taking the fourth spot. Sorry. Sorry, taking the fourth spot. Taking the fourth spot. I, I'm nervous putting them in the it. fourth spot cuz I honestly I think they might bottom I think they might <laughs> bottom out this year, but ultimately I'm going to have them in the fourth spot. Um I think Minnesota and St. Louis are going to come over from the central. I think they're going to they're going to be the teams out west that are going to they're going to they're take that fourth spot. And then bringing up the rear, last place, I'm going to go with the Sharks. I think San Jose Sharks, huh? has been yeah. kind of year by year getting older and not really knowing what to do next. And I think this is the year they're going to start to call up some kids from the minors and see what they've got to work with for the future. So I think this is the year that San Jose bottoms out. And San Jose is who I got coming in last place here. I I don't hate that pick. I Yeah, any one of the California teams could still bottom out, I think. Uh, the the sharks have been old for a while now. Uh, now they don't even have Joe Thornton anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, fun thing about Joe Thornton! I recently saw in practice he was playing on a line with Austin Matthews and um, uh, Willie Nylander. Mitch oh, oh, Mitch Marner. Marner. Yes, that's right. Mitch no, it was Mitch Marner. Marner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was playing on the top line, so that it's kind of fun to think about. So yeah, I they think just, Joe Thornton's gonna have a good year. They just swapped Marlowe out for Thornton. Yep. It's yeah. Pretty funny. So you got. Let's see, you have Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, Minnesota making the playoffs. I've got Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, Arizona making the playoffs. And you've got the San Jose Sharks as the last place team in the West. And I've got the Los Angeles Kings as the last place team in the West. Bit of difference at the bottom there. But, uh, yeah, it seems pretty clear that we got a top three teams there. We do. Let's move on to the, uh, let's move on to the Central. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll jump yeah, in and start with first this. this time. The Central's interesting because it's uh, it's the, the division that's the mix of uh, West and East. There's the Canadian division, which is the mix of West and East, and then the Central division. Uh, there's Tampa Bay, the defending champs, along with Dallas, the team from the West. So there won't be a, a Stanley Cup final rematch in the Stanley Cup finals, but we will get eight this year in the regular season. So um, that's going to be fun. That's we also have Carolina, up-and-coming team. A lot of people are really high in Carolina. They have, uh, you know, a top five defense core. If not, you know, a lot of people think the the best top four defensive defenseman in the league as as a whole, as a group. Um, so those those I think are the the top three to jump out at me. Columbus with Tortorella is always going to be competitive. Uh, Florida has has a lot of talent, and they're used to playing in empty buildings, so they obviously have an obvious advantage this year with with limited <laughs> number of fans. It'll be no different down there in Florida. Um, uh, Nashville is the exact same thing as Minnesota. They made the finals a few years ago. They could come in last place in this division. They could they could just all of a sudden hang around and be one of the top three teams in this division. So Nashville's hard to pick. And then Chicago and Detroit, I think, are going to be the ones battling for the basement. So that's my, my quick synopsis. Um, even with, with Kucherov out, I'm going to have to go Tampa Bay at the top. I just They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. It's yeah. hard not. To, it's hard to pick against them when the last hockey we saw was them winning the Stanley Cup. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming in first. Um, I like Carolina. I like Carolina a lot. I think they're going to come in second in this division this year. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Dallas. Yeah. I just am not sure how I feel about Dallas. I don't. I don't love them to to come all the way Western back. Conference champions. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I know. Um, but I don't see, I don't see Nashville or Florida, you know, being, being better than, than them this year. And 
I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the Blue Jackets third, and I'm gonna put Dallas fourth. That's 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 my that's my picks for the for the central, and then in last place, you know Detroit was really really bad last year. Yeah, I feel like they have to have been as bad as they can possibly be, and with what's going on with Chicago, I'm actually gonna take the Blackhawks here to come in last place in this division. All right, the Red Wings not coming in last. That's my that's my hottest take for the whole year is the Red Wings will not come in last place in the century. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like that. I respect it. You can't right. you can't suck forever. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even suck two years in a row. Hey, I liked the Red Wings too much as a kid to pick them to come in last place. <laughs> Alright, so you got Tampa Bay, Carolina, Columbus, Dallas, with Chicago coming in last. Well, Let's see. I'm you. You broke the, the division down pretty well. I am also going to take Tampa Bay as the top spot there until they give me other reason not to. Um, hockey's too much of a team sport to think Nikita, the loss of Nikita Kucherov, despite how talented he is, to you know make them that much worse. Like, like they do get worse for sure, but that whole roster is so good, front to back, offense, defense, goaltending. They got everything. So Tampa Bay, I agree, they're going to take that top spot. Good chance at the one seed. I love Carolina, so I'm taking Carolina number two. I think if any team could upset Tampa Bay for like the one seed in the Central, it's Carolina. It's the Hurricanes. They're a lot of fun too, um, and they gave us our GM Ron Francis. Maybe that maybe that gave me a soft spot for him. I don't know. He was the GM in Carolina before it, uh, coming to Seattle. So I will also take the same top two teams, Tampa Bay and Carolina. In third, I was tempted to pick Columbus too. Um, they got. Coach, Tortorella, John Tortorella, Torts. Yeah. He's a bit of a dick, but man, he's a good coach. Like, he, and they got the fun, the fun goalies. They got the fun goalies, Elvis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I do like Columbus. They're gonna play a lot of you know low scoring games, but I'm not gonna put them third. I'm I'll put Columbus fourth, and I'm gonna put Nashville third. I'm gonna say Nashville Whoa. sneaks back. Yeah, they're gonna make the playoffs again. I think they underperformed last year. They were better than what they had. Their goaltending wasn't that great last year, and goaltending's uh, it, it's it varies quite a bit year to year. So I think the goaltending take, takes a step forward again. They got UC Saros in there, uh, and Pekarene could you know make a comeback and become the goalie he once was, which was an elite goaltender. So I'm gonna put the Nashville Predators third. And I will stick. I will add the Columbus Blue Jackets fourth. I think they they're still a good team. The so Western we Conference champion Dallas Stars are going to miss the playoffs in 2021, folks. That's right. The Stars are just going to miss the cut. We're going to put the Stars off. So they're not going to come in last place, though. They're not going to come in last. No, God so no. Who's coming in last in the Central? In last place, you make a compelling argument that Chicago is going to you know get a little worse. They lost Jonathan Taves. The Red Wings. I mean, they were so bad last year, you have to think they would accidentally get some improvement. I'm going to stick with Detroit. I'm going to say Detroit comes in last <laughs> once again. Uh, I could see Chicago definitely coming last. I wouldn't be surprised to lose this one. But I'm going to stick with Detroit. I don't think they're going to turn it around that fast. They were so bad, and like their underlying numbers were so bad that I don't think they're going to be able to turn it around that quick. And they will still – they won't be as far below every team in, in the standings this year. I'll say they improve enough to look – you know, compete for 30, 30th in the league out of 31. <laughs> there you go. So they, 
they, they they won't have quite as good of lottery odds next year. That's um, right. <laughs> so I have so so a quick recap of the Central. I have Tampa Bay, Carolina, Columbus, and Dallas. You have Tampa Bay, Carolina, Nashville, and Columbus. So we have the same top two. Um, we both have Columbus in at different spots, and you have Nashville. I have Dallas. We have different last place teams. Let's move on to the there East, we which we both we both kind of agreed was the most competitive division. This is the best division, yeah. I I feel pretty confident in that. Looking them over a little more deep, uh, they're really good. Boston did lose Tory Krug, so that's that's going to hurt them on defense. Washington gains the Chara. They're just trying to build like the <laughs> oldest cup contender they can. Um, <laughs> I mean, on paper, those guys all can still play. Alex Ovechkin's getting older. He's still scoring. He's still going to score 40 goals, even in a shortened season somehow. Zidane uh, Chara is still a good player. They got TJ Oshi over there. He still looks good. Kuznetsov. Um, then you got Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, the two Pennsylvania teams. Philadelphia is a weird one. They, I mean, they got the one seed in the bubble last year in the little round robin play. So mm-hmm. they, they've got enough talent there that you get, you, you got to give them some credit. Pittsburgh's perennial contenders with Evgeny Malkin and Chris Sidney Crosby, and now no more Matt Murray. They've gone full time to uh, Tristan Jari new goaltender in there then you got the islanders with perhaps no matt barzell <laughs> you got the rangers with some young talent the first overall pick alexi lafreniere the second overall pick from two years ago in cap uh capo caco capo caco <laughs> I, I reverse those in my head sometimes I'm like caco capo no it's hard <laughs> it's a good one but yeah he can score goals then you got buffalo in new jersey you know they're there <laughs> mm-hmm. so Anyways, to pick the top four playoff teams, I'm going to go ahead and say Boston still gets in, the reigning President's Trophy winners. Wait, did they win the President's last year? Best they did. They, were, they yeah. had, yeah, they, they had, the, they had, the, had the, the highest point percentage when, uh, when play was stopped last year. Yeah, Boston, they've still got that elite top line of uh, Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand. That's probably, arguably the best line in the NHL. That's enough to carry them. I think they definitely make the playoffs. I'm going to go ahead and say the Penguins make the playoffs too. I think Pittsburgh is just always there. I, I don't see Sidney Crosby missing the playoffs. He's he, he's good. The whole team, they've got the talent there. I'm going to put I'm gonna put the Capitals in too. Old, still talented. I think we're going to get another Pens Cap series this year like we, like we used to always get. So I'm going to go Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh. My fourth one is... I'm going to give it to the Islanders. I'm going to say Matt Barzell comes back. They reach an agreement at, you know, the 11th hour and he plays a full season and puts up a career year. So I'm going to go with the Islanders taking that last playoff spot. Man, is that, a, is that how I want to order him too? Yeah. I'm going to put him in that order. Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington, New York Islanders. There we go. Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington Islanders. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can't argue those picks, man. I mean, the Islanders reached the conference finalists last year. Washington and Pittsburgh are contenders every year that Ovechkin and Crosby continue to play on those teams. Um, I mean, Boston is the reigning president's trophy cup winner. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, Philadelphia was the one seed. They were, you know, they had, they were having a good year when the season stopped last year. They played really good in the round robin play in the bubble. Um, They were a little shakier, you know, against Montreal in that first series when they got, but they got by, but um you know, Philadelphia is kind of inconsistent year by year, so I, I can see where you're coming from there. Um, uh, who, who's who's coming in last? In last place, to me, it's a battle between Buffalo and New Jersey. I think those yeah. two teams, like, 
I don't even think they're like I think they're both better than Chicago and Detroit in the Central. Yeah. But they're in a much tougher division. The 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 rest of the, the rest of the East looks so good that it's Buffalo and New Jersey are noticeably worse. I'm gonna go ahead and put the Devils, the New Jersey Devils, in the bottom spot. Mm-hmm. Last year they they had a rough year and they had Taylor Hall, who I mean he had a bad year for sure, but now they don't even have Taylor Hall. They they're gonna get worse. They had the first overall pick, Jack Hughes, and he he was fine. Um, he could he could he could improve massively this year. You never know. Like they they've got some young talent, Jack Hughes and Nico Hersher, former first overall pick. So. You never know what kind of steps those young kids can take in one season. Uh, this doesn't mm-hmm. seem like the season, though, with limited off-season training camps, things like that. I, I don't see those kids taking a step this year, so I'm going to put New Jersey as my bottom team. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on the last place team. I I yeah. think uh, Taylor Hall's going to Buffalo. He's got something to prove. Jack Eichel seems like such a competitor, and he's sick of, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to get in the playoffs in this tough division, but I think he's going to, you know, I think he's going to, will that team to a couple more wins this year i think the energy the bills energy is going to flow through buffalo and they're not going <laughs> to come in last they're not going to come in last place um as far as the top goes man this is a tough one to call like like yeah. anybody we picked to win the division could miss the playoffs and vice versa like it's uh it's between i i kind of think buffalo and new jersey are sort of the bottom feeders and i think everyone else is is kind of is, is is in play i think every other one of these other teams is is in play um Winning the division this year, oh, man. It's hard to pick against the Caps <laughs> in the regular season. The Caps in the regular season, they just win so many games. That's true, um, yeah. I did see a list of average ages, and I think they're over a year older than the next team as far as average age goes. They're, they're, their average age is like 29 points. Like they're almost 30 years old on average across their roster. <laughs> shortened season on one hand is less games to play, but if it's a little more condensed and they're playing on more back, you know, back to backs, that can be tougher on them. Uh, I definitely like Washington to make the playoffs, but I, I think I'm going to, I think they're going to end up in second place. I don't think they're actually going to, I don't think they're going to win the division. Um, The winner though, man, I, I, it could be, it could be a few teams. It could be Boston. Like you said, I don't think it's going to be Boston. I personally think it's going to be Pittsburgh or the Islanders. Um, Okay. Those are those are the teams that I kind of see at the top. Pittsburgh kind of does this where after a few years of, you know, they they made a lot of trades. They've kind of shook up their roster, and every time they do that, I mean, everything they touch just seems to turn to gold. You know, people come and play with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, and for some reason they get excited. <laughs> uh, you know, it's weird. It's weird how that works. Um, they have the championship pedigree, so I'm actually going to say Pittsburgh's going to come back. Pittsburgh's going to finish in first this year. First, okay. Pittsburgh's going to win the division. All right. It's a tough division. They're battle-tested. They're used to playing these tough teams. They always play tough teams tough. They seem to lose to bad teams in the regular season, and there's not enough bad teams in this division. Um, second place, I'm going to stick with Washington. Pittsburgh-Washington are going to come in 1-2 in this division. All right. No first-round matchups for the Pens and Caps, then. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. The Islanders. <laughs> the Islanders. The Islanders. The Islanders are going to come in second this year. Barzell's okay. going to be there. The Islanders are going to come in second with Barry Trotz leading the way. They were Eastern Conference Finals last year. They're getting better year by year. The Islanders are going to come in second. The Caps are going to come in third. They're obviously going to be in the playoffs. They're going to get a chance to avenge the loss from last year. The Islanders knocked them out. They'll meet head-to-head, so I got them in third. I don't think Boston's going to make the playoffs this year. Wow. Really? I don't think Philadelphia's going to make the playoffs this year. I don't either. 
Who do you have? I think the New York Rangers are going to come make the playoffs this year. The Rangers. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I almost picked them over the Islanders. <laughs> the Rangers The Rangers are an exciting team. They got Lafreniere. They they got good young goaltending. There's a reason they didn't bring Henrik Lundqvist back before everything happened. Um, you know, the Rangers are my pick to take a step forward this year. And uh, and they're they're gonna they're gonna nab up that last playoff spot. Yeah, Mika Zibanejad is one of those players that I I always forget about, and when he's playing, he is a, he's a really good forward man. Zibanejad's yeah. good, and then yeah, as you said, Lafreniere could could do stuff right away. Capocacco could take a step forward. Yeah, they, they got a lot of young. The Rangers are the young talent that at any given moment could all of a sudden make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, the defense is going to be the biggest question mark for them. Their defense, they might have to make a trade throughout the year. They're going to have to get some yeah. improvement for some of the young defensemen. Um, that's going to be the biggest question mark for them. But they also have the ability to score a bunch of goals on any given night. Um, it's kind of weird. Mika's advantage at for, for playing in New York City, he does kind of fly under the radar, which is not something yeah, that usually happens. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he, you're 100% right. He's an elite goal scorer. He had a game last year. He scored five goals in a 5-4 win. <laughs> I mean, like that, yeah, that's... That's insane. You know, for for my analytics, well, that, that's that's one war, right? That's one win, win above replacement, as far as I'm concerned. That is one point zero win above replacement in one game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. So we got to we got to get it moving. Moving on to the north. Um, right. This is the fun division. We saved the best for last. It's the Canadian division. There's only seven Canadian teams. We got Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Montreal, and Ottawa. Uh, that's the first time ever. All Canadian division. Four teams are going to make the playoffs. They'll battle it out. They'll be a Canadian winner, a Canadian national champion, if you will. <laughs> we'll emerge to take on the three remaining U.S. division champions uh, in, the, in the last four. Um, so this year, so for the Canadian division, the Vancouver Canucks are going to win it this year. The Canucks, number one, huh? The Vancouver Canucks are going to win this division this year. Okay. That okay. is my that is my that is my pick as far as as far as the as far as um, they're 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 ready. I think they're ready. I think they're going to be a good team. Calgary's coming in second. The Flames. The Flames were a tough out for Dallas last year. I, they got Jacob Markstrom. I could easily see Calgary taking this division. Um, I like the Flames and the Canucks. They've kind of been up and down the last few years, and they both seem like they're ready. They seem like they have good young cores. They seem like they have good veterans mixed throughout their roster, good goaltending. I think the, 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 the Canucks and the Flames are the most complete teams. I know Toronto and Edmonton are the flashy teams that everyone gets excited about, and it's hard not to. Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, um, you know, it's it's easy to it's easy to see why they get all the publicity. I think head to head, Vancouver and Calgary are going to be the teams that emerge as the top two spots. After that, I do think Edmonton and Toronto are going to take the other two spots. It's just a matter of, yeah. uh, I, I would say, I'm going to give Edmonton the third. Sp- yeah, I'm going to give Edmonton the third spot and Toronto the fourth spot. Okay. Oh man, you got a battle of Alberta there in the first round of the playoffs. That's that. That's really what I want to. That's really what I want to see. That's, I think it's all we want to see. <laughs> it's just what we want to see. Plus, Van- I mean, could you imagine a Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton first round of the playoffs? That would be incredible. That's that's the best I mean, matchups. That's, that's must see yeah. TV every single night. We're hoping for seven game series in both of those. That would be that would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, at the bottom. You got Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's the obvious pick, I feel like. Montreal, I think, has been taking steps forward. And Montreal could definitely get in the playoffs, as could Winnipeg in this division. I think Ottawa's the one team that is the longest shot to make to make it. Um, I'm going to... 
I'm going to go with Ottawa at the bottom. That's the, that's, that's the only choice as far as I'm concerned, man. I mean, Winnipeg, I mean, all the other six teams can make the playoffs. It's just, it's hard to yeah. pick someone. I mean, and, and, you know, Winnipeg could drop, Montreal could drop. Hell, one of the, one of the other four I picked could drop, you know, it's hockey, anything happens, but, um, Edmonton's good for a last place run any given year. That is true, man. <laughs> just for no given reason, Edmonton for could all no of a sudden given, just for no given reason just come in last, and it w- somehow wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> yes. So um, anyway, so I got Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, uh, and then Ottawa's last place team. Who do who do you got? Uh, I'm going to agree. With, first of all, I'm going to agree with Ottawa as the last place team. Uh, I don't even really have a question <laughs> about that. They're they're bad. They didn't get much better. And the early reports from training camp, it doesn't even sound like they, their young guys, their new drafted players, are going to be getting much playing time. They're still just going to roll back guys that clearly aren't elite NHLers. So I'm going to go ahead and put Ottawa last. We'll start there. I'm a top four playoff teams. I kind of agree that any of the other six could have a shot at the playoffs here. Uh, those are all good teams. I'm going to go ahead and put Toronto first. In okay. in the regular season, I'm going to say the Maple Leafs come out on top. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to win the Cup. Doesn't mean they're going to win a playoff series because the Maple Leafs just have to <laughs> choke, you know? A lot like Edmonton. Uh, the yeah. Maple Leafs got a lot of pressure on them. They got a lot of talent up front. Their defense is questionable, and their goaltending can always be questionable. But I think that offense will be enough to carry them to the top seed in the North. Second place... Uh, man, this is tough. I'll, I'll put Vancouver second. I'm going to put Vancouver second. You got them first. I'm going to go ahead and put them second. I agree that they got a lot of young talent. They made a lot of steps forward last season, a good playoff run. Um, Thatcher Demko made a big step forward in the playoffs. We'll see if he can do it in the regular season, but if not, they got Brayden Holpe, who, while he didn't have a good year last year, I think he had, he can definitely bounce back this year. So a good one-two goal, goaltending could, come up, could be huge with a lot more back-to-backs this season. I'm going to put Vancouver second. So we got Toronto and Vancouver. Then I got two spots left. I'm going to say the Montreal Canadiens take the third spot here. I think they're overlooked a lot. I even overlook them a lot, but I think they're, they're, they're a pretty good team. We're going to go ahead and put Montreal as at, at the number three playoff spot here. Okay. Get a Montreal Vancouver series in the first round of the playoffs. And then my last team to make the playoffs, we'll slot Edmonton in. They'll be good enough with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl to to at least get to the playoffs. Uh, who knows when Edmonton will finally stop being, you know, the sort of laughingstock team that even when they're good, they're <laughs> they're bad. Uh, but yeah, we'll give them a playoff spot. I'm gonna put Edmonton in at fourth. Edmonton, Toronto in the first round of the playoffs would be a lot of fun. A lot of offensive firepower with no defense. That would be a fun mm-hmm. series to watch. That would be a great series to watch. Yeah. So there you go. Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, and Edmonton are my playoff teams in the north with the Ottawa Senators coming in last. No Calgary Flames. No Calgary Flames. I mean, I like, like I said, like I, said, I, like I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Flames make the playoffs. Like, I, I right, like the Flames a lot six, this year. But... The way they played Dallas last year, I think they could have easily been the team that went and lost to Tampa in the finals if they got past them. There's just... They're just a tough out every night. I like the I like the Flames a lot. Um, but hey, we're doing picks. We'll we'll find out. I could be dead wrong. They could come in last. You know that's that's right. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. So do you know? That's hey, wild. here's a question. Do you know who who's in? So is the West? Are they going to play the Central winner or the North winner? Who's going to play? And who's the uh, East oh in play? the se- in in the semis? 
Yeah, do I, you know? I don't know, actually. No. Because they only play themselves, and then they'll play their own division in the first round of the playoffs and the second round. So, yeah, the third round yeah. of the playoffs, I actually don't – I haven't seen. Because the I north in the, the north kind of goes all across Canada, so it could be west or east. And then, oh. you know, the central has Tampa Bay, but they also have Dallas. They seem to have more east teams. I think I saw they're actually going to reseed it. In the third round, they'll reseed it. So – They'll go back to best regular season record will be the one Oh, seed. that's right. It's so you'll have one through four, four. two versus one three. Versus... So it, yes. It could even be west versus east. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's do preseason. Let's just, we don't have to do, we'll, we'll do playoffs when it gets here, but let's do a, let's do a Stanley Cup final matchup. Let's do for, for our last one. Who, yeah, who, let's do who it. Do you th- let's do, who, who do you got for, uh, for, for, for the cup for who's winning over who? Uh, let's see. Look at my playoff teams here. Uh, yeah, make sure you, know, you pick one of your playoff teams to win. The <laughs> so, I mean, you could really pick any two teams, as long as they're not from the same division. But you could pick any two of these teams because we don't we have no idea who's going to play in the finals. It's not going to be East versus West. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say Tampa Bay again because I still think they're just so good. But honestly, that's no fun. I'm going to say Tampa Bay gets upset again. Maybe maybe they play Columbus. I haven't played in Columbus in the first round, and they lost. They got swept by Columbus a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Columbus always gives them a hard time. So I'm gonna go ahead and put the Colorado Avalanche in the finals. Okay. The Avs are gonna make it. They're gonna go all the way, and they are going to play against the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. There we go. That's my Stanley Cup Finals. The Who's winner. Winning? The winner. The Carolina Hurricanes. Love it. 2021 Stanley Cup champions. Carolina over Colorado. That's who I've got. What about you? All right. I like Colorado as well. You got them in the finals? I got I got Colorado going to the finals as well. Um, I got Colorado taking down... Whew, I got Colorado taking down Matt Barzell. Yeah, the Islanders yeah. gonna get one step closer this year. I wanna, I wanna pick a Canadian team to get to the finals, because <laughs> there's gonna be one, and they're gonna, there's gonna be one team, one series away, right? Yep, in the semis, one, one Canadian team will be there. And as much as I like Calgary and all these other teams, I just don't see, I just don't see it happening. So I am gonna go Colorado over the New York Islanders in the finals, and when we get to the playoffs. We will change those picks because I will probably feel 100% different at that time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Preseason picks, man. You got to love it. All right, we both like uh, Colorado, though. We both like Colorado. I do. The way they were last year, I was shocked they ended up getting beat. Um, I think this year they're going to find a way to be more sound defensively, get a little bit better goaltending. They were they were on their third goalie when it all happened last oh, yeah, year in man, the bubble. Right. They kind of got screwed there. Um, I like Colorado to, to, to you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I feel like it's those, one of those things where you have to learn the hard way in hockey. Uh, Dallas has lost some tough series the last couple of years before breaking through to get to the finals. Tampa Bay has had heartbreak after heartbreak before breaking through. The Capitals couldn't get past the second round. The Blues have lost forever before they won. So um, I'm a big believer in those teams that have had a couple good years and stumbled in the playoffs, finally figure it out. I respect it. Hence Colorado over the Islanders. Um, anyway... Go. Uh, let's let's move on. Let's uh, let, let's wrap let's it up with, it. Uh, with some games. All right. First, real quick, let's play Remember That Guy. I love Remember That Guy. Yeah. So for those that don't know, my brother always remembers everything about sports. 
most sports, especially hockey. So each each episode, I'm going to give him a name from Seattle hockey's past. And we're going to see if he remembers a fun story or something along those lines about that guy. All right, so ready, Jeremy? You remember Kevin Pop? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kevin Pop was awesome. So Kevin Pop was a defenseman for the Thunderbirds. Um, Kevin Pop was a tough guy. Um, he might have been He might have been captain. He might have been captain for a little bit, but he was a, he wore number two. He was a tough guy. I love to drop the gloves. Love to get the crowd riled up. And, uh, and he was, he, he was just, he was a, he was a fun major junior defenseman. He was just a, the, he would battle in front of the net, but the biggest, the biggest, I think the funny moment I remember from Kevin Pop is he ended up getting traded to I-5 rival Portland. Uh, so Seattle and Portland always have the great rivalry, no matter who's playing every year. The crowds are always the best. Um, it's always an intense game. Every time they get together, they're playing t- 10, 12 times a year. But Kevin Pock got traded to Portland. His first game back at Key Arena, he gets in a fight with, I think it was Paul Ferrone. I'm pretty sure it was Paul Ferrone. <laughs> Previous remember that guy. Um, but they get, they got into a fight. I remember it was awesome. They traded blows. They got up and they like high fived or shook hands or like patted each other on the back or something. And then Kevin Pop just immediately just skates before the linesman can even escort him straight to the T Birds box. <laughs> but he now plays for the Portland Winterhawks. And he gets all the way in the box. He's sitting on the bench. He's like looking down and adjusting his elbow pads, just like in the in the hockey player zone, like the the I just got in a fight, I'm gonna look tough mode. And Paul Ferrone's like laughing, standing outside the box. The linesman's in there, and he finally looks up and realizes it. He's all embarrassed, and he jumps out and jumps in the other penalty box. Um, that was uh, that was hilarious, and that was I remember at a young age. That's when I learned that sometimes when they fight in hockey, they're not even mad at each other. It's more of a respect thing, or it's more of a it's more of a like a it's like a Letterkenny thing. It's like who's tougher? They're just doing it to see. who just They're do just it. doing it for fun, almost. It's it's wild. If you it, want, yeah. It's crazy. The fighting in hockey is not strictly about emotion. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's unique. I've seen an audio. Have you seen, there's an audio of Brendan Dillon one time after a fight and it's somebody he trains with in the off season. And there's an audio of them in the penalty box talking to each other. And it's like a friendly conversation about off season training. <laughs> just after they just a- fought after they fought. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, Cause one of them had made a big hit on the other's teammates. So I think Dylan yeah. jumped in. So they just kind of understand what it's about. So yeah. inter- interesting reasons to drop the gloves, but uh, Kevin, Kevin pop, Kevin pop was a, f- a fun Thunderbird P O P P. That's how you spell that. There you go. Well, you know, on the topic of, of fighting and you know, the reasons behind it, we still got to pick another character from our movie teams. And this week we watched goon two rules, man. Stay away from my fucking Percocets. And do you have any fucking Percocets, man? Mm-hmm. Goon's a classic. A new, a new classic. About uh, basically fighting in hockey. The role of the, the enforcer. And the guy who's just out there to protect his teammates. Get in fights. And if you watch that movie, you'll see Doug Glatt. Played by... Uh, what was his name? Stifler. Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. There you go. I was like, he's got three names. Sean William Scott. Yeah, man. He can't skate, but he gets in fights, protects his teammates, gets his teammates all riled up. And it's, yeah. it's you know, it's, it's a great, it's a really fun movie about the fights. What do, what do you think about it? I, I love Goon. Sean William Scott, he's got three first names, by the way, too. <laughs> it's impressive. He, uh, so he, he can't skate at all. So it's kind of, that, that's the one thing that's frustrating about it is this, he's worse than Russell Crowe in Mystery Alaska. Like, he can barely <laughs> stand up on the ice. But... That said, the movie itself is hilarious. It's a good ride. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like a new age slap shot type, but not not quite that extreme. But um, 
but it's a it's, it's a fun movie. Jay Baruchel's in it. I think he's a I know he's the director for the second one, but it's definitely a fun one. It's about minor league hockey. Uh, minor league hockey can be a more of a more of a tough guy league than than the pros. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, he just he he brings the team together. The teams and the their bottom feeders. He comes in. No one stands up for each other. No one backs each other up. They're all on different pages. And he you know he just starts fighting guys when things go wrong, and they all. They all start to buy in. Um, there's a there's a hot shot number two former number two overall pick that you know took a big hit and he's never been able to. He's always been kind of playing scared. Um, Xavier Laflemme, he's a little he's a little gun shy out there. So uh, they have a, a a dynamic relationship that's the, an interesting dynamic going on throughout the movie. Um, it's a it's a fun one. There's an old tough guy that he ends up meeting at the end of the movie, Ross the Boss Ray. So highly recommended from 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 this podcast. There you go. All right, well, we're keeping track of our movie teams here. So you got the first pick this week. I got the first pick this week. We're each taking a player from all these fictional hockey movies. With that first pick, I mean, as you mentioned, there's there's one really talented player on this team, and that's Xavier Laflamme. French-Canadian, former number two overall pick. He's sent down to the minors because he took a big hit, got a concussion. He's playing a little scared, but I think Doug Glatt fixed him. You know, he's got some protection. He He, he knows how to play a little bit more as a team in at the end of this movie and he's just got the raw talent to score goals man uh i'm i'm a little forward heavy in my team right now but uh i can't stay away from laflem i i think i can fix him <laughs> it's it's hard not to he was drafted number two overall yeah man he, he's he's and he's good he is yeah. good when he's on when he's got his game right you know when he feels protected by by doug the thug glad he, mm-hmm. he goes out there and scores goals left and right yeah, I'll find someone to protect him. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Can, well, I'll put Fulton Reed out there with him every time. Right now, I, Fulton's. Yeah, right now you have one Bash brother, but other than that, I think uh, Xavier Flynn might be a little gun shy. Um, okay, that's not that. That's a pretty good pick. I, I am going to add a little toughness right here. Okay. So if we're assuming these teams are going to play each other, there's one player in particular that Xavier Laflemme is pretty scared of. <laughs> there's a player who runs him over in his pro career, and uh, and that's Ross the Boss Ray. Ross. And now he's a little Schreiber. older. <laughs> he's he's a little older, but he's going to come out of retirement for for this podcast. <laughs> and he is going to be on my team. I'm picking Ross the Boss Ray. You know, he shows he shows that he you know he 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 knows the ins and outs. He's a sly veteran. He's kind of like a Ryan Reeves type. You know, he's funny with his trash talk. He's laughing. He's always ready to be tough, but he never really looks mad. And, uh, you know, and he'll even score the occasional goal or two. So um, I think uh, I'm adding Ross the Boss Ray to uh, try and strike fear into the hearts of, of your team. Yeah, you know, I respect that. I believe Ross the Boss Ray did have an NHL career, according to the movie, man. He he played a long time. Uh, got sent down to the minors for, like, his last season or something. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see if he's got anything left in the tank. The dude's got to be older than Zidane Chara by now. So, you know, maybe, yeah. if he doesn't break, if he doesn't break a hip on his way onto the ice, you know, I, he's I a little bit of a loose cannon pick. too. He t- he takes the Marty McSorley swing at the beginning of the movie, so he's a little bit of yeah, a loose yeah, you cannon. Can't, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's hey, ripe. Wait, he's ripe for suspension. <laughs> wait, wait till we get to young blood. Then we'll then then <laughs> see even worse. Don't don't, don't oh, worry God. about that. <laughs> we'll come to that when we cross it when we get there. Alright, well I'm taking Ross the Boss Ray, you're taking Xavier Laflemme. Um I at least now have a starting lineup, three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll find a goalie soon enough. 
You, I'm gonna play, you were, I'll play, you I can play four forwards, you know? You've almost got your top six filled out. You've got a power play unit. <laughs> I do. I've got a full power play unit. I'm going to play five forwards on the power play. <laughs> uh, we'll, 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 we'll keep it going. We'll, we'll, we'll put it out for a poll once we, once we get these team rosters all done. There you go. All right, moving on. Let's play Squidwards. In case you've forgotten, here's how things work. Squidwards, let's do it. What do we got this week? This week, I need you to define the word sauce. Ooh, sauce. You gotta yeah. love that. So uh, you'll hear the term sauce in hockey. You'll see, uh, you'll hear it come after a nice pass. So sauce is when there there is a term for for a pass called a saucer pass. So a saucer pass in hockey is when the puck goes off the ice and then returns to the ice. So you'll use it when a defenseman's stick might be in the way. Uh, a defender sometimes on a two-on-one situation might even lay his whole body down to try and take away the lane. And sometimes a talented player like Matt Barzell will just sauce that puck right up over top of him, and if nice is nice, it lands nice and flat, and the other person's there to bury it. So sauce is just a, you know, it's just a word that, that you use when, when, when you get a real pretty pass that tends to be in the air, typically over something, uh, that that's most 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 when you're gonna hear it, but but that's the sauce for you. There you go. Get real saucy up on the ice. Real saucy out there. Uh, Dan, can you tell the folks what a breakout is? Yeah. So a breakout is when you uh, you regain control of the puck in your own defensive zone, right? Uh, I mean, maybe the other team just even dumped it in to get a line change or something. You regroup, you get the puck, and it's it's breaking out of your own zone. You want to get out with possession, make a couple passes get to the neutral zone, and then try and make an offensive zone entry. So the breakout is just basically regrouping, getting out of your own, you know, getting out of trouble, out from your defensive zone, and trying to put the pressure back on the opposing team. Correct. That's exactly right. It's just getting from you your, you get possession of the puck in your own zone, and that's you attempting to get out of your own zone. That is your that is your breakout. There'll be different uh, ways that different coaches will have their teams go about it, but when you hear people talk about breakouts, that's what they're talking about. There you go. Well, I think that uh, that about wraps it up for hockey this week. That does. Um, in yeah. other news, congrats, congrats to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf out there. Ooh. Seattle Seahawks legend setting records. Tyler Lockett set the Seattle Seahawks record. Most catches in a season. First 100-catch guy in team history. 100 catches. DK Metcalf broke a Steve Largent record. That's unreal, man. Steve Largent. Both, I, he's had I can't believe that nobody forever. hit. I can't believe nobody has more yards than Steve Largent in all this past happy league. So D- DK Metcalf, shout out. You're on the way to becoming a superstar. Tyler Lockett, you've, you're you an underrated superstar as well. So shout out to those guys. Um, and also, Best wide receiver duo in the league. Hands down. Well, well, hopefully they'll still be playing when we do our next podcast because then that'll mean they're on their way to the NFC Championship. Yeah. Uh, also shout out to Adam Silver for recognizing. He formally said it. He recognized an interview that they have explored expansion it's only a matter of time now. You just wait. The Supersonics are coming back. So hang tight, folks, for you basketball fans out there. That was exciting news as well. That's right. The NHL franchise, the, the Seattle Kraken ownership group, has always expressed interest in bringing back the, the Supersonics. So the arena, the pledge, the greenhouse, it's ready for basketball, too. They're building it with that in mind. And just hearing Adam Silver mention that they're considering expansion like it's such it's such a small mention he's just like yeah we're we we would consider it potentially if somebody brought it up it's like oh yeah oh they're coming back so that's pretty exciting stuff we're gonna be a four sports city in the next five years folks can't wait as long as the mariners can hang around right yeah hey hey, (laughs) hey, they'll be world series champs by then that's right they're ready all right (laughs) 
Well, that about does it for episode six, the Dan Wilson episode of this podcast. Shout shouts out. Of, sh- speaking of the Mariners, shouts to Mariner Dan Wilson. legend. There we go. All right. Uh, once again, you can follow this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and more. You can also follow it on Twitter at the Squid Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Morse with an underscore at the end. Jeremy? At Jeremy Morse with an underscore at the end. There you go. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back again in two weeks when we take another crack at it. Go cracking. Yeah.